Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you're having a great Thursday as we count down to this weekend at your church. I know you're super busy. There's a lot of things you could be spending your time on today, and I'm just uh, privileged that you would take some time, honored that you take some time uh, to spend with us today. Super excited to have Chris Vache with us today. He's from C4 Church, church friend, um, friend of the podcast, been on before, uh, east of Toronto. Uh, Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, man. It's great to connect. Always uh, fun talking with you, whether it's in person or over the internet or podcast, however it is. Love spending time with you. Nice. Well, it's going to be good to talk to a Canadian today. You know, Chris's, uh, Chris's handle is Chris from Canada um, all over the place. And so it's always fun to uh, to interact with Chris. Chris is a great guy, great leader. And so why don't you give us a sense of C4? Tell us a little bit about your ministry. Sure. So C4, uh, we are in the eastern suburbs of Toronto and a uh, church founded about 30 years ago. And we've moved locations a couple times, and both times we moved, we moved eastward, so more into the suburbs. So we are uh, deeply entrenched in what we call so Durham region, Pickering, Ajax, Whitby, Oshawa, mm-hmm. four cities, about 500,000 people in this region. Uh, most people would uh, be commuting into the city of Toronto, and so a lot of people who do suburban ministry familiar with just you know, crazy schedules and not a ton of community, and uh, so we're kind of right in the middle of that. We've been in this location since uh, 1999, and uh, I've been on staff here for a year and a half. I was hired here as the worship pastor, and then last summer um, became the creative arts pastor. So overseeing all of our worship, everything on Sunday, our music, and then all of our communication, creative communications, all of our design, video, film, anything anyone would see, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then also our production as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a church of about 2,000 people, mm-hmm. uh, which you know people know ministry in Canada, 2000 is a big number for church in Canada Absolutely. and not a lot of churches um, of that size. So, so we look as hard as we can for people to learn from either in Canada or in other places because mm-hmm. uh, we know there's people ahead of us making some really good decisions and we want to learn from them as we just man do everything we can to reach more people for Jesus in this region and see God do some amazing, amazing things. Absolutely. C4 is a great church. If you're not tracking along with it, you really should. They're doing all kinds of really interesting things and I think are are great communicators and just doing good stuff for sure. So now you guys, as you've been growing, um, you know, which is a great problem to have. It's a (laughs) gold-plated problem. Um, Why don't you describe, you know, some of the bumps along the way? What is it that, you know, know, how have you dealt with that growth? Yeah. So so I came here a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. and... um, uh, we were new to this region, new to this area, and if you don't know Toronto, people are really, they're often surprised when they find out how big Toronto is. Mm-hmm. Toronto's the third largest metro area in North America. We just passed Chicago mm-hmm. uh, last year, I think. So it's a huge city, and we moved from the west side of Toronto to the east side of Toronto, which is not really like moving across town. It really is moving across the province. Right. And so we came to a new area, a new place, m- meeting all kinds of new people, learning how to do ministry in a new way. And um, so, you know, I, I mean, I personally had to like get up to speed real quick and figure out how to do life and do ministry in a new context with new people leading in a new kind of church. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, one of the things that, ha- that was on our plate sort of right as soon as we came here is we were doing one service in our main auditorium, about 900 seats, and we were full, mm-hmm. maxed out. And we have a vision here at our church. We really believe God's promised 
lots of things to our church. One of the things that we're going to be a regional church of 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. And it's very un-Canadian to yeah, say, very to, put un-Canadian. A, to put a number on it. But we really believe, Lord, is speaking to our elders and to our, um, our leadership in, in lots of different, very specific ways around mm-hmm. that number of 10,000. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously we can't be a church of 10,000 meeting in one service in one <laughs> right. location. Yeah, right. So we had already decided a while ago that, well, we're going to be multiple services in mm-hmm. multiple locations. And so I came here a year and a half ago and we were sort of already up against that, that first barrier. What are we going to do? Are mm-hmm. we going to do multiple services? Are we going to launch another location or mm-hmm. are we going to do something different, maybe another venue mm-hmm. in our building? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we, I guess this is what we're going to talk about today is, is what we yeah. decided is we decided to do multiple venues. Mm. And um, so I'm sitting in what we call our auditorium B. This is yeah. our, our stage drop behind us. And, and the, I mean, I guess the, the three options on the table were, you know, do we do a, a second service? Yep. We were doing a, a 10 o'clock service time. Mm-hmm. So do we add an 11.30 service or do we add an 8.30 service? Which basically, for people who, who don't do multiple services, I mean, the typical way would be you just sort of replicate everything. Yes. And you offer kids programming twice and it's the same service content twice and the preacher mm-hmm. preaches twice. Or you would do different styles, traditional and contemporary or cafe style or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the same content repeated twice. Mm-hmm. Or do we launch a second location? And you guys are pros at that. Mm-hmm. Multi-site church is you know, becoming, mm-hmm. a, I think, a, a more um, common way and a, and a more effective way to reach more people. Mm-hmm. So do we launch a second location and meet in a school somewhere or use right. another church building or, right. um, and, and we would be C4 in another spot? Or do we do multi-venue, which mm-hmm. we had in our building a, a fellowship hall, mm-hmm. you know, which is a room. It's not a, not a huge room. It's a room that we used for, actually we used it for our junior high ministry on Sunday morning mm-hmm. and for Alpha and for wedding reception dinners. There's, actually, there's a dance floor. Right, nice. <laughs> in yeah, the middle fantastic. of the carpet. Um, but could we convert that into a space that could be on Sunday morning at the same time as our main service Right. on Sunday morning, a second venue. Right. And so we made, the, we made the decision to do that. And yeah, you know, what, what was, what drove that? Cause I think the, the yeah. tra- to kind of more traditional route would be, let's just add a second service. Right. What right. was it that, that led your, your, you know, you guys to like, okay, no, actually let's do a, a second venue. Then we'll talk about what the venue actually is. Yeah. Um, well, th- there will be lots of things and, you know, sort of people have, if, if it's a new concept, they get freaked out, you know, <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to be one church anymore. Right. We're not going to see people anymore. How, you know, is the pastor going to go back and forth from room to room? What about worship? But at, at the core, and these wouldn't be the only ones, but I'd say these would, would be the two things, uh, one pro multiple venues and one against multiple services. Okay. So the pro for multiple venues was vision driven mm-hmm. because we knew to be a regional church of 10,000 people, we were not going to be one service in one location. We had already made that decision. So right. it was just like at some point we have to do multiple venues. Right. Man, if we did a venue on site, right. that's way less risky than right. doing a venue off site. Um, I don't know what the percentage would be of, of off-site campuses that fail in a, a first shot, but we thought, man, if we did a, we did an on-site venue, you know, we can control the experience. We're not paying for rent. We don't have to pay for a ton of equipment. We did have some startup cost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not we're not going into a new neighborhood or a new location. We're not asking people to leave what they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing. It was really vision-driven, mm-hmm. on-site, uh, safe venue. The second one, which sort of against multiple services, is we weren't ready at the time to duplicate 
some of our volunteer teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and mo- that would be mostly in kids and in hospitality or connections. Okay. Yep. So to take our full kids offering, we do from birth up to grade four for kids mm-hmm. and then grade five up to grade eight is for junior high on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You know, that takes a lot of volunteers on Sunday right. morning. Right. Greeters, ushers, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. we felt, man, to ask people to serve two services on a Sunday with three-year-olds. <laughs> right. It's not <laughs> going to work up out. For that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so those two things where we felt, man, at, at the point we were at, we weren't ready mm-hmm. to double our, uh, our serving teams. And we knew we were going to eventually be multiple venues. So those mm-hmm. two things working together were sort of like, man, let's, let's try this. Let's, let's do let's, it. Let's, yeah, let's so what, it, what does it look like? Can you kind of describe what's happening when you say multi-venue? Are yeah. you doing, you know, obviously it's a smaller room. Yeah. You know, what, what is the experience like if I came to that venue? Yeah. So uh, our main auditorium, about 900 seats, mm-hmm. about 200 in the balcony. So a good size room. Mm-hmm. Um, we... We put a, we pour a ton of energy into our Sunday morning. Sunday morning is our main event for us. Uh, you know, we say like every Sunday is the Super Bowl. It's a right. big deal for us. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want the our our second venue, our auditorium B, to be you know amateur hour. Right. And so what we talked about is um, we have live worship, mm-hmm. live host, live teaching by video. Okay. Live worship, live host, live teaching by video. Mm-hmm. Our auditorium B seats about 220 people. Wow, yeah, that's um, good. We we spent some money, uh, like we put in this black curtain. There's a TV above my shoulder here. Yep. Uh, there's there's two screens. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see the the Kingdom Come. That's a neon sign. It's turned off right now. Nice. We love neon at C4. <laughs> and Kingdom Come is our annual theme. It's it's a stage element that was present in our main auditorium that we brought over to auditorium B. We found that was really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have so we have a live host. Uh, a host for us on Sunday morning does our welcome, does our transitions out of worship, mm-hmm. announcements, offering, right. uh, congregational prayer. They also do the close of the service. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, there's three segments for the host. So we have a live host in main auditorium and in auditorium B. Mm-hmm. Uh, live worship, that was really important for us. Mm-hmm. That's sort of a key part of the C4 worship experience is it's not coffee house. It's not acoustic. Mm. We were actually really careful. It's not, it's actually not the quiet venue. Um, mm. It's still loud in here in right. this room. And so we we would you know one week I might be leading or one of our worship leaders be leading in main auditorium with their team. The next Sunday they'd be leading in auditorium B. Okay. It wasn't uh, it wasn't the junior varsity team. Right, 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 was, right, right. That was really because we were asking people to give up their seat in main auditorium and come to auditorium B to make more room for new people right. in main auditorium. Um, and so we didn't want to dumb down the experience yes, right. and say like. Oh, uh, you know, sorry, sorry, we couldn't give you the real deal. Here's right. here's the leftovers, uh-huh. um, and then live teaching by video. Right, and that was a language decision where we didn't say video teaching, right, but we said live teaching by video, and we did it. I mean, literally as easily as we could. We have one camera right. in our main auditorium. We already had it there because we had a one camera podcast yep. where we just video the service. Mm-hmm. We have some tech guys. I'm not a tech guy, but I know what I want for a final product. Yep. You know, there's a there's a cable that comes out of the camera. Right. It right. gets sent from the big room to the small room. Oh, and then we use Pro Video Server, mm-hmm. the guys that make ProPresenter. So if, mm-hmm. if people are familiar with using ProPresenter from Renewed Vision, they mm-hmm. have a sister product called Pro Video Server. Mm-hmm. We looked at all kinds of solutions like PVRs, mm-hmm. security camera software. Mm-hmm. We scoured a way to do it on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Pro Video Server isn't cheap, but it's not 
you could spend a lot more money than what you could than what you spend on Pro Video Server. But we right. found it was the right solution. Right. And so we have uh, in in our tech booth in Auditorium B, one Mac Mini that runs Pro Presenter, one Mac Mini that runs Pro Video Server. So the, the teaching feed comes into the Pro Video Server Mac Mini, goes into our switcher, and mm-hmm. out to our projectors. We don't get tricky with multiple cameras, all that stuff. It's literally just one camera feed right. being sent over uh, from the big room to the small room. So what happened? So it's not, you know, obviously you, you, you invested a bunch of time, effort, and energy. I love yep. the language stuff there. I'm sure people picked up on that because I think you can, you know, I've, I've stubbed my toe on that stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. If you don't think that stuff through, you can, there's unintended consequences when you use, right. you know, language like video teaching. Um, you know, or, or whatever it could be, you can, you know, end up there. So what ended up, what ended up taking place? Did it work? Did people, you know, cause that's going from the main room is even though it's only, you know, yeah. I've been in your building, it's probably 200 feet or a hundred feet. It's close, but emotionally that's a big difference. What, yeah. what happened? So what we did is we had the opportunity to make it vision driven and mm-hmm. to say, we're full. Yeah. There's lots of people coming. You can feel it, right? right. You could right. feel the pain. Right. We had just gone through an Easter weekend where we were jammed out. We had people, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, a Christmas where we were, you know, we had people in the aisles. It was, it was packed. Right. And so we went to people early in the year um, and said, you know, it's full. You know it. There's more people coming. We just have to make more room. We have to make more seats. Mm-hmm. So we actually asked for 150 people to RSVP. Okay. Nice. And we, we used that language. We said, you know, just like you would make a reservation for a restaurant, we want mm-hmm. you to RSVP and we're asking for 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. We launched a trial. Right. And we told people, we invited people to help us learn. Mm-hmm. It goes back to this, you know, it's better to fail on site than off site. Mm-hmm. We know this is our future. Mm-hmm. So h- please help us learn this. We need 150 of you in Auditorium B every Sunday. Um, and here's the first date. We did mm-hmm. a dry run the Sunday before. Mm-hmm. The dry run Sunday, we had our highest attendance ever. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> and you know, not not a coincidence. We've right. been planning for it and talks for a long time. And you know, March twenty third, yes, <laughs> uh, twenty fourteen, we had our highest attendance ever. And you know, coincidentally, March thirtieth was our first Sunday where we opened up wow. a, a couple hundred more seats. Wow. So we ran for ten weeks, mm-hmm. and um, we had numbers would would have varied between a hundred and ten to maybe 230 right. um, up and down. It never felt empty. Right. You know, the, so the, the, the seasonal pattern followed the way it did in Main Auditorium. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially that's what we did. We just, we just asked people to step up and to say yes, to make more room um, in our Main Auditorium. So if you so, only have 220 seats and you're you're pushing up against 230 some weekends, yeah. what, what happened then? Like that seems like, okay, yeah. it's working. You know, right. in some ways you, you know, like it's great. Again, it would be great if it was. We averaged 150 and just kept going. But it sounds like you were, you know, pushed up against that. Yeah. So the first couple of weeks we set up, we actually, I said we had two. We could seat 220. We actually set up about 250 chairs. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. the first Sunday, it was rammed in here. Right. It was hot. Right. right, uh, right. People were squished in, yeah. and we thought, man, nobody's going to come back if right. the experience is like this. So let's actually take away chairs. Mm-hmm. We're still opening up more seats than we yes. need. Right. So let's take away some chairs so that when this room is full, people, you know, even people who want to be in Auditorium B, they will feel good about that even if they have to sit in main auditorium. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, but we did, we did baptisms in here. We did communion in here. We did Easter Sunday mm-hmm. in Auditorium B. We felt like everything that we would do in our main auditorium right. 
we should replicate that in Auditorium B mm -hmm. and not have it feel like a secondary mm -hmm. experience. Yeah, I think this is a great, you know, for churches out there that are thinking about um, particularly like you guys are thinking about multi-site, you know, I know a part of the punchline is you're going to end up launching another campus here. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think this is a great first step because you're, yeah. you know, you're learning there. There's a part of it where, um, you know, even just whoever's doing the teaching, being in front of a camera, learning what that's like, you know, learning to kind of, how do they deal with that? That's all, that's all a win, you know, yeah. all around. Uh, that's fantastic. And, and we didn't just say that we wanted to learn. We actually, like, we were really intentional about it. So <laughs> right. every Sunday we had, we don't do comment cards a lot here at C4. Right. We did comment cards on the seats. Oh, every seat, every Sunday. And the first five weeks, it was literally just rate the experience. Right. You know, did, did you enjoy being in Auditorium B for the service? Yes right. or no. Right. Um, you know, did you enjoy watching the pastor on screen? Did, you know, how was... You know, there's some evaluation, some questions are one to 10, but it was basically just rate the experience. The second half of those 10 weeks, the last five weeks, we started asking missional questions. Mm -hmm. um, would you invite a friend with you to, to attend a C4 venue like this? Right. If there was a C4 venue like this closer to where you lived, would mm -hmm. you choose to attend that venue rather than our main service? It was, mm -hmm. it was really interesting, but we were really intentional about asking hmm. uh, for input and trying to learn. And man, we learned. Big we time. On. Very cool. Good. So then, you know, does it continue to run today? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we ran it for that initial 10 weeks, yes. end of March until, uh, yeah. you know, whatever, May. Yep. And then, like a lot of places do, summer attendance yep. changes. Yep. And so we went back just to our main auditorium for the summer. Mm -hmm. September hit. We relaunched Auditorium B, and by, by September, we were out of learning mode. Right. So now this is like a full-fledged venue doing. for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, praise God, we continued to grow mm -hmm. so that by the time we got into October, November, we were starting to fill up again our main auditorium, and then then the questions started to ramp up. Okay, now, now what? Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. We're full, and so now what do we do? So what we decided to do was in December, we launched a second service. Mm -hmm. And so we went from one service time in two locations to two service times in one location. So right, right now we do nine o'clock and 11.15 in our main auditorium. Right. Been doing that since December. Uh, it's now middle of April, mm -hmm. starting to get full. Right. Uh, we've, had, we've had, you know, record attendance multiple times. Yeah, that's since great. We've done that. So, so, you know, we know we've got auditorium B as a, a release valve, as an mm -hmm. option for us, even just for one service. We could do nine o'clock in two venues, mm -hmm. 11, 15 in our main auditorium, maybe vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, and then we're also still in big conversations and, and planning about this, this offsite venue. Uh, Very cool. As well. um, so was there anything that you learned from launching the venue that then you kind of took and applied that to going to multiple services? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I guess I said, you know, one of the reasons we didn't do multiple services back in the spring mm -hmm. was part of the reason was our volunteer teams. We didn't feel like we had capacity to, mm -hmm. you know, double our mm -hmm. teams in um, hospitality and kids. Mm -hmm. By the time we got through our ministry last year, we felt like, okay, maybe, maybe we can now mm -hmm. ramp this up. And so we did a, a big campaign that we called Add and Multiply. Mm -hmm. And that was our lingo for going to two services. We told people, we've added a, we've added a venue, and mm -hmm. now we need to multiply into a second service. Because mm -hmm. the communication around that always gets tricky. Right. Um, and especially because we were asking everyone to change. We had a 10 o'clock service time. Yep. 
then we we didn't have a ten o'clock service anymore. We right. were going nine and eleven fifteen. So we were asking everyone to change. Right. And so man, I, don't tell me what to do. I'm I've been coming to church for ten o'clock since. Well, no, you haven't. But yeah. <laughs> um, so we so we use that add and multiply. We've added a venue now. We need to multiply into services, and we use that same language for serving. Right. We were asking people. We were asking people to add to their serving. Mm-hmm. You know, you might serve occasionally. Would right. you consider serving regularly? Right. And then we we said we also need to multiply our teams. Mm-hmm. If you have never served before, you know, like you like like you like to say, this is the perfect time. Yeah, time this to get in. Perfect, yeah, it's the perfect time to get in. Yeah. And so we use the add and multiply for the venue and service times, but also for our volunteer teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, the response was massive. It was awesome. Nice. Very cool. Um, what, what just a curiosity's sake, how did the kind of attendance split out between the two, the nine and the eleven fifteen? Where, where did that land for you? Yeah. Guys? Well, I think I think everything, I think the sort of general accepted is like you'll see sixty forty. Yep. So sixty at the earlier and forty. Uh, so we've been around there. Yeah, so um, wait, wait a second. Forty at the second. Your second service is smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Our second service is smaller. Hmm. Um, and part of that, I think, is weather. We've had yep. a you know. A brutal winter mm-hmm. um so it's now nicer weather it's starting to it's actually starting to even out in our adult numbers but our kid numbers are still 60 40 at the earlier okay uh, Interesting. but it, but our adult numbers are, are yeah pretty even great so you've created a bunch of space at that eleven fifteen service which is great yeah you know, that's fantastic that's yeah good. we've created a bunch of space but we've you know we've had some sundays where we've been pretty full it's yeah it's awesome it's that's exciting. incredible yeah Nice. Well, is there anything else you want to share, uh, you know, just around all this, around multiplying, you know, venues and service times before we move on? Um, man, I guess to say, like, if you're thinking about it, go for it. Right. And, you know, there's there's conversations you got to have, like, how do we feel about video teaching? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think pastorally, you, sh- you should wrestle through that so that you've got, you know, if you're in pastoral leadership, you should wrestle through that so you've got a handle on it because people will ask. Right. Um, it it costs less money than we were expecting it to mm, mm. to do it well. Hmm. Uh, now it it costs some money. It's not free. Right. You you could do it for free or for really cheap, but it's worth the investment. Right. Because you're we had a couple hundred people and they were cho- I just all the time like they're choosing to be here right. on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. sleep in, work in the garden, go yes. to kids soccer, what you know whatever it is. They're choosing the least we can do is create a great environment and a great experience for them right. to come. So, so make it, you know, invest in the experience for people when mm-hmm. they come and mm-hmm. it, it costs less than we were expecting. And then this, the other thing would be that, uh, and this has been proven, but it was a good learning for us, like video teaching works. Right, right. It really works. Yeah. And the clincher for me, we had a Sunday, one of our first Sundays in Auditorium B, our pastor, he loves to tell stories, and he's got mm-hmm. little kids and mm-hmm. suburban. That's great. You know, mm-hmm. he can he tells stories about his kids and the goofy things they do. Um, he was talking about going to the grocery store yep. and saying, like, you know, the grocery store and my kids doing this. And he says something like, you know, who's ever been in that kind of situation before? And in Auditorium B, people put their hands up. The room, yeah, people all across the room put their hands up. And that for me was the clincher that they were watching on video, but they were interacting the same as they would yeah. in a live experience. Yeah, and, it's so true. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, I've seen that in so many different venues where um, people assume if everyone has a reason why it won't work in their community. You know, like I've talked to folks in California, they're like, well, you know, like this is the entertainment industry. People won't work here. Or they're like, you know, we're in, there's some part of the country where they perceive that they have a higher level of intellectuals. Oh, I'm not sure this will work or, you know, or it's the other way. It's like, well, this is like bluegrass country. It's not going to work here. And, um, but, you know, generally, you know, it, it works. It works as, a, yeah. as, you know, as a strategy for sure. The other thing I love, I hope people just to underline this as we kind of wrap up is I love that I think so many church churches get to the point where you got to to and they get paralyzed and mm. don't find a way to multiply. And actually that limits the work of God in your church, right? Which I know is a scary thing to think about, but it's true, right? If you don't, there's oh, a part of this that's like a, a faith step where it's like, yeah. hey, we're going to try this thing. Yeah. Um, we're going to and see what happens. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is possible for us to, you know, slow things down, to slow down the momentum, um, you know, we're feeling. Yeah. Well, Chris, I, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Um, you know, thanks for taking time out. We're coming about 25 minutes. So we've been, we've had great, you know, great conversation. The one thing I want to ask you about before we leave is I, I so I follow you on Instagram and, and I'm following you on Twitter. And what is this about chickens? What is happening in your life with chickens? Oh man. Um, well, so I, I have a wonderful wife. She's yes. amazing. We've been married for 12 years and she's a country girl yeah. and we have four kids. Mm -hmm. uh, we have two dogs and a cat. So it's <laughs> Oh my it's goodness. not like we're looking for more things to do, right? Oh my goodness! Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, chickens—it's something we've been talking about for a few years. There's yep. something—I don't know. There's something kind of romantic about like raising little backyard, chickens. raising some chickens, having some eggs. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you know, we although we're a suburban church, we don't. You know, our house isn't in a suburban neighborhood. We live a little bit out of town. We got a little bit of property. Yeah. And uh, so we we've been talking about it for a few years, and it just—you know—the time was right. Um. <laughs> And so yeah, so yes, we are now officially chicken owners. Fantastic. Six, 16 little chicken meatballs arrived at our house uh, that's last fantastic. week. The kids are fascinated, the dogs are fascinated, the cat <laughs> the cat is like she's terrified. Right, uh, right, right. Well, so, particularly as they grow, totally they'll be that. <laughs> wow. So they're incredible. in a big rubber made container in our living room for a couple of weeks. They'll move to the basement for about a month and then we'll we'll kick them outside. And wow. uh, you know, you'll love this because I mean, the real reason is so that my kids can have a job and sell eggs and make some money so that we can go back to Disney. Nice. That's that's, a good that's thing. the real reason. Yeah, and I, that's I know great. you're on board for that. So. <laughs> that's great. Well, Chris, I really appreciate being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you or with C4, how can they do that? So uh, me personally, yeah, Chris from Canada everywhere. So Chris from Canada.com, Chris from Canada on Twitter, Chris from Canada on Instagram. Um, Periscope? Are you periscoping? I haven't peris. I, you know, Ooh. I'm an Android guy, so you uh, know, I was looking for it, but I don't think I'm sorry they have to an hear Android that. App yet. Sorry to hear that. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> we, you, we, you can do a whole podcast on Periscope. It's awesome. Yeah, um, it's cool. And so people can track me that way. And I love connecting with people. Absolutely. Um, all over the place, mostly because I learn so much from people mm -hmm. who are doing stuff differently uh, from me. So mm -hmm. love to connect that way. Uh, C four. C4Church.com mm -hmm. is our main site. And then on social media, C4ChurchDurham, D-U-R-H-A-M. We're in Durham region. So C4ChurchDurham on social media, uh, C4Church.com is our website. Nice. Well, thanks so much, Chris. I really appreciate you being on the show, taking time out. I know uh, you've got a lot going on, but I really appreciate you taking time to be with us today. Anytime, Rich. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>